This is the Paul List Podcast, daily critical and cultural engagements with the world of comics. I'm Tuply on Twitter at TWOPLAI. Every day I dialogue with a comic book. My perspective is as an observer, a critic, an academic, and a teacher. Sometimes that means I get a little philosophical, sometimes I get a little spiritual. But since I do an analysis of a comic book every day for about 20 minutes, I do get into the details. So I suggest that you buy the book and read it first, whether you get it from a local retailer or digitally, uh, before you listen. Yes, that is a spoiler warning. Being that this is the uh, inaugural episode, I, I just toasted myself. It sounds like there, two, two coffee mugs. Since this is the inaugural episode of the podcast, I thought that um, I would just start by explaining what I'm doing here. Um, I am, uh, as I said, a reader, a fan, I guess you would say, um, a a kind of a critic. I write for a couple of blogs and websites, um, and uh, I'm also an academic. Uh, I'm not in the field of comic studies uh, insofar as there is such a thing. I am actually in the field of education. Uh, I studied literacy and language, um, but as a literacy scholar, I'm very interested in how we read uh, why we read, what happens when we read, how communities read. Uh, those are part of how I, you know, the lenses that I bring to, to talking about comic books. Uh, and I'm a teacher. I teach high school English, uh, or at least I used to. Um, that is a passion, and that is really the calling of my life. And this uh, Paul List, as I, I got to talk about the title, uh, this Paul List is really a uh, a further extension of that because I know that um, you know a lot of people out there read comic books um, it could be students it could be adolescents it could be people who are young adults uh, it could be older folks uh, like myself I'm entering the <laughs> I'm entering the age bracket of older folks for sure I feel that every day so um, really this is a, is a conversation between me and comic books uh, usually when you hear a podcast uh, if it's a solo deal usually that uh, that person at the mic has got some experience in radio knows what they're doing i can't say that i'm very good at monologuing uh despite being a teacher sometimes you know lecturing on occasion so this is going to be a, a a weird thing i mean it would be great to have a conversation i do have i have been on podcasts with other people but um it's just really hard to arrange that on a daily basis and what i want to do is make a ritual a habit out of every day thinking and talking out loud um, and possibly sharing it with uh, what is right now a, a uh, non-existent listenership uh, but just kind of thinking out loud about what I'm encountering as I read comics. Uh, I guess I wanted to set some premises for for how I'm reading and why I'm reading, why I'm doing this, uh, why comic books. First of all, there are enough comic book podcasts out there. Um, if you are a regular listener to uh, uh, I'm sorry, if you're a regular reader of comic books, and I'm not going to assume in this uh, discussion that you are. I imagine that I'm maybe part of your education in the field, in the in the medium, in the genre, whatever you want to say. Um, but if you're a regular reader of comic books and you're looking for you know podcasts that discuss comic books, um, there are many of them out there, and uh, some of them are just incredible their interviews with creators and people in the industry. They're people who've been, um, you know, reading and following comic books and writing about comic books for many, many years. Um, a, a few that I would recommend, uh, and I have to confess a little bit of a affiliation with some of them, but um, the two that I would most recommend, one is called Robots from Tomorrow. 
It's a podcast of uni- of the uh, Multiversity Comics website, uh, for which I occasionally write long-form columns. Uh, that podcast is uh, with two guys, Mike and Greg. They really know their stuff. They talk about superhero books. They talk about non-superhero comic books. They talk about all kinds of things. And uh, I appreciate their level of uh, analysis, their depth, their, uh, you know, their, their rich knowledge and history that they apply to looking at comics. Uh, the other one that I have to recommend, uh, it's just flat out amazing. The output is called The Comics Alternative by the two guys with PhDs. Uh, Derek Parker Royal is one of those professors. Uh, and the other one is, um, is uh, uh, Andy Kunkka. And these are two comic scholars who really know their stuff. Um, and they, they cover non-superhero, non-Big 2 comics, uh, although occasionally they touch on, on, on books from those companies, DC and Marvel. Um, but they, uh, they and the other uh, folks in their in their stable of of uh, podcasters cover really the the whole gamut of what's out there beyond you know the superhero stuff. And let me just say, you know, I think a lot of Americans when they think about comic books, they associate them with you know Superman or Captain America. Um, maybe now more than ever, actually, because superheroes have become so much a part of our cultural mainstream, uh, thanks to those movies that. Our big budget, and uh, and you know we have now, you know a, a long cultural history with comic books, uh, which is exactly why I'm interested in them. Uh, but of course, if you really think about it and press people, I think they also know that that the uh, you know the world of comics goes far beyond those those sort of superhero books that you find in the newsstands or in a comic book shop. Um, and in fact, that that actual experience of going to a newsstand uh, or a comic book shop to to buy a comic book is one that's foreign to many people. Um, uh, I think everybody, if you think back on it, encounters comics all over the place, whether it's because you read The New Yorker or you used to have those Calvin and Hobbes, you know, books that you would uh, spend a lot of lazy Sundays, Sunday afternoons reading or, uh, you know, it's that Dilbert strip that you're, you're, you know, it's hanging on the wall of your cubicle um, or whether you're a huge fan of, I don't know, Akira or some some kind of a Ranma or some kind of a, a other you know, anime-related manga, uh, or, you know, whatever. I mean, they're, they're kind of everywhere, um, if you really think about it. And so um, my goal is to really cover this wide-ranging field of comics. And uh, again, I'm coming back to what I was originally talking about. The Comics Alternative is a podcast that does a tremendous job of covering web comics, all-ages comics, manga, European comics, uh, um, and maybe where they started from, uh, they cover the best, which is sort of the world of uh, independent uh, comics, underground comics, graphic novels, that, that sort of thing, literary comics. And so you definitely want to check out those two podcasts. Uh, now I've spent a good five minutes recommending two podcasts other than my own. <laughs> so part of that is to is to justify my existence here. So why am I even doing this if um, others are doing it well, better than I ever could? Um and and those two in specific are uh, I think doing it doing it really well. Uh, the reason I'm here is because I think I have a, a certain perspective that I want to bring. Uh, in many ways, this is a kind of catharsis of my own. Um, I am, as I said, a teacher. I'm somebody who is really interested in um, not only artistic and aesthetic um, concerns, cultural concerns. I'm also very interested in um, spiritual and and social matters. Um, I read partly because I want to connect to the world. 
And when I say the world, I mean the, the social world. I mean the, you know, the world that we create with each other in society. Um, and I think that there's elements of that that really matter uh, politically uh, in terms of, um, you know, in terms of um, opportunity, access, power, our, our, our outlook on, on the possibilities of life. You can hear in me this uh, sort of this sociologist, which I sort of sort of am. I think I take a very social and cultural perspective on things. Um, but there, there's also a side of it that is ethical, moral, and, um, and spiritual. And I'm also concerned about those things. I'm a person of faith. Uh, I, I would, you know, roughly categorize myself as a progressive evangelical Christian. But I, 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 um, I'm the kind of person who likes to dialogue with people of many beliefs and faiths about what they believe and, what, and, and who we are as a, as a, as a commons. Um, so... So that's my perspective, and that's my concern. And uh, you know, a person who who you know listens to a comics podcast on one hand, and on the other hand, uh, you know, is a is a fan and a follower of of politics, of um, stories, storytelling, of uh, 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 news, of, of you know, following science, sort of from a you know a, a social perspective, uh, color you know, follows journalism and listens to those things, what does that person bring to the the fandom, uh, the geekdom, <laughs> uh, so to speak, of reading comic books? Um, I'll, a word on the title. Uh, I've thought about this for really for years now of how I would do this. Um, there's a lot of ways I could envision doing this kind of a reading. Uh, but I think the f idea of making it a, a sort of a daily ritual act uh, means that it's a, a, an, a, a certain kind of podcast. Um, it, it means that I'm thinking out loud. It means that I don't have a super ton of time to prepare in advance. Um, it means I want to unfold the ways that I'm thinking uh, as I read and encounter things that I read every single day. Um, and so I call it the Paul list because there's this uh, term it's one of these insider terms that's familiar to people who are comic book readers and fans. It's called the pull list. Your pull list is the uh, books that in the <laughs> sort of arcane system of um, comics retailing, uh, you, if you go into a comic shop, uh, a lot of times, you know, the way that they have to order pre-order comics is based on, uh, you know, the retailer's guesses of, of how many of an issue are going to sell. So... Is on, a, on a monthly basis, they have to, you know, submit their orders uh, to usually a distributor. Usually it's it's a distributor known as Diamond. That's the company. And they send a, uh, their orders of, you know, um, uh, we, our shop would like to order 10 issues of uh, whatever it is, Captain America. Um, and they make these orders usually based on, a, on kind of a guess, you know, a guess of how popular something is or will be in the market. Um, and with the frequency at which comic books restart and reset themselves these days because of the necessities of the market, this is a really hard task. Uh, and so faithful customers from a, a comic shop, just to, to make sure that the thing that they're looking for, whether it's some obscure book that they might not order enough copies of otherwise, or whether it's something hugely popular that they want to make sure that they reserve a copy of for themselves, uh, will set up something called a pull list with a comic book shop. Now, I don't have a pull list, to be honest. I don't have that kind of a relationship with a retailer, unfortunately. Um, but 
a pull list is basically you letting a shop know these are the books, the comic books. And here we're talking about what's called the direct market, which is sort of the monthly issues that you think of when you think of a floppy stapled together comic book, right? Uh, they'll set up a pull list with a retailer that says these are the books that I want to check out. I mean, these are the books that I don't want to buy. It's essentially a, you know, a, a, a promise. You pull it out for me uh, and, and, you know, I'm going to purchase them. Uh, these days in a, a, a time when comics retails in a, a kind of strange flux, I think comic characters and properties are maybe more popular than ever. Um, and at the same time, I think the market is sometimes uh, always on the, on the precipice uh, of collapsing because of, um, well, just because of the, the, the widening ways that comics are accessible to people and, and also whether or not people are really interested in, in buying a little floppy, you know, issue of a comic book from a shop at all. Um, these days, uh, I think how we access comics and what they mean and how they float around uh, in our <laughs> in our social uh, landscape, in our media landscape, in our in our pop culture landscape, um, means that we can kind of it's 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 very hard to keep track. It's very hard to 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 watch the flows of influence of how you know. Uh, again, I keep coming back to Superman or Captain America, how they change, what's happening in the comics, you know. Um, who the heck is Captain America right now? Why do I go to the movie theater and I see um, Steve Rogers, Captain America, played by, uh, whew, I forgot the name of the Chris, one of the Chris's, <laughs> you know, in this uh, in this Captain America Civil War movie, and then I go to the comic book shop uh, or, you know, look on the newsstand or whatever, and I, I find out that this other character who is uh, also in the movies is now captain america he is the mantle of captain america um and meanwhile i'm listening to the news as a casual observer and i hear this whole controversy about captain america belonging to hydra the evil organization or something like that uh, which is a current storyline in the nick spencer written uh comic book for marvel so again the way that these characters change and and flow and and influence and and are so it's, it's a very difficult moving target um and i think that's because the not just the the characters the um, well-known properties and licenses of of you know your supermans or your captain americas or whatever but the place that comics have in our cultural landscape um and i'm going to say are being a you know a person based in the united states the place that comics have in our cultural landscape is so unique and so interesting, and I'll have to justify and explain that over time. I'm not going to go into all the details right now. It's so unique and it's so interesting, and I think so important that anybody who thinks about, mm, let's say, I don't know, the, 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 the way that stories have power, the way that um, people are included or excluded in society, the way that media representations influence the ways we think about, you know, other groups of people, uh, the way heroism or or um, what's right or what's good or what's just, uh, the way that the ways that those are arbitrated in our society these days, you just can't. Well, you can 
ignore, but you just can't totally dismiss the role that comic books play. Uh, I shouldn't say comic books. I should say comics generally. Uh, the way that com the role that comics play as a huh, as a, a truly unique medium, a truly unique medium, a medium that suspends itself between much more influential and much more profitable media, uh, such as uh, you know fiction, journalism, literary writing, uh, such as visual arts, uh, uh, and, and cinema, film, uh, even music. Despite the fact that in some ways, if you're just thinking in terms of how we engage, how we uh, perceive media, you know, comics and music are, are virtually opposites. Uh, and and also just not in, just in terms of how media are um, you know convey stories or information or whatever, but even in just the the cultural role that comics have as this sort of um, often lowbrow, often highbrow uh, set of genres. And and here I'm I'm really thinking about not just you know the superhero stuff, uh, not just mainstream comics, but the role of um, comics such as Mouse, uh, you know, Art Spiegelman's famous uh, uh, book from the 80s that, you know, many of us may have encountered in high school or college, uh, the ways that that brought the Holocaust um, and an understanding of the Holocaust uh, and what it was like to be a survivor of the Holocaust, uh, the ways that a book like uh, Persepolis or American Born Chinese represent in a literary way the um, experiences of people uh, I, I point these out just to say um, the the ways that comics are both uh, common culture lowbrow culture um, and highbrow culture and um, and also the the you know presence of comics in in childhoods um, but the way that they that those presences persist in the nostalgia and in the the um, I, I guess the the tastes of people as they grow. Um, you think about the fact that you know I mean they're not all comic books, right? But the properties that were um, in our childhoods, I'm a child of the '80s, right, are now resurfacing as the big budget movies that uh, people continue to line up to go watch uh, and that we are pushing on our own children, uh, whether they be Ninja Turtles or uh, Transformers or whatever. <laughs> Ghostbusters now. Uh, and so if you're interested in society and culture, if you're interested in uh, heroism and myth-making, you just have to, you have to appreciate the role that comics have. Um, and finally, I, I'm getting down toward my 20-minute time limit that I set for myself, although I'm sure I'm going to go over it lots and lots of times. Uh, finally, you just have to think about comics if you are interested in how all of these matters, politics, culture, etc., play into what someone might call a spiritual uh, existence, uh, a spiritual life, a spiritual um, sense of of being, uh, I think for many people, being spiritual means a removal from entertainment, from distractions, from you know, sort of the buzz and the noise of the world. Uh, I think that you can't uh, 
either well, I mean whether it means removal uh, and escape from those things or whether it means a different sort of interaction and engagement with those those things you you sort of can't be spiritual and ignore the presence and the role of media and stories and myths and and um well a culture um and so uh, that's all stuff that I'll talk about down the line but really what this boils down to what the Paulist podcast boils down to is that every day I'm going to read some comic books and talk about them and I'm going to tie I try to tie in all the stuff and meanwhile to to really scrutinize and get into up close analysis you know it's something that's got to be done daily it's too <laughs> disorganized and messy too vast right now for me to really do it um in an organized fashion and maybe one day it comes out uh a lot clearer uh, but uh anyway this is my effort to work my way there so thank you for joining me uh, a note about the structure. Basically, I plan that uh, every day it will be 20 minutes of this talk. Uh, Saturday, <laughs> I, I've sort of set up a, a certain kind of reading for each day, although we'll see how it, how it sticks, whether it sticks. Uh, I, I'm going to read something on each day from a certain area, field, or company. Uh, I'm calling it the Saturday Super Friend, which is a, a, a comic book, an individual issue comic book from... Uh, DC Comics, or from their subsidiaries, um, Vertigo, as as one is well known. Um, and uh, so on Sundays, I'm going to read the Sunday Scholar. That's an article from a comic scholarship, a book chapter, a uh, you know a work of theory, or or something that's a, a study about comics. Um, I might bring in some um, whether it's uh, you know textual or video or something. Uh, discussion of some kind of how to do comics or how to create comics or comics theory, uh, you know, something in the in the area of Scott McCloud's understanding comics. That's that might be a good touchstone for the Sunday Scholar. Uh, Mondays, I'm going to do the Monday Marvel, which is an issue from Marvel Comics, and uh, that pretty much puts aside at the, the start of the week um, our big two superhero books. Um, I'm going to do the Tuesday Trade, in which I cover. Uh, companies like Image Comics, Dark Horse, uh, Boom Studios, IDW, in other words, other comic book companies that exist in what we call the direct market um, that retail, uh, you know, sometimes at bookstores, but often in, in comic book shops. And I'll cover those by reading a trade paperback and doing some analysis of that trade paperback. That's the Tuesday trade. On Wednesday, I'll do the, wide, the Wednesday Wide World of Comics, in which I really try to uh, put my lens uh, more broadly on um, comics from around the world. It's translations of manga or um, bande dessinée, which is European comics. Um, you know, primarily those based in France, but but also otherwise. Um, or to cover a web comic or newspaper comic um, or other formats of comics. Just really kind of broadening the lens and the wider world of comics. On Thursday, I do the thro Thursday Throwback, which is a a past uh, collection or an old a previous run of a comic. Uh, maybe it's an omnibus, uh, maybe it's uh, an artist edition or something, and really kind of discuss, you know, the old stuff, the old stuff as it resurfaces for us who are uh, collectors and readers. And finally, the, the Friday Find is going to be um, an alternative comic, an indie comic, a literary comic, a graphic novel, a small press comic, and uh, really just, you know, my, my goal in this is to is to talk to you if you are here because when you think of comics you think of <laughs> Captain America or Superman um, but to, to also expose you hopefully to not only you know 
various ways of thinking about those comic books, but also other kinds of comic books. And if you're just a general interest reader um, who, for some reason, found your way here to a comic book podcast, um, because you're interested in the different perspectives and approaches that I bring, being an academic or being a reader or being a critic or being an observer, I hope that you know I, I sort of shed some light. I, I can illuminate um, different ways of reading, either the superhero stuff or the non-superhero stuff, the independent stuff, the, the the broader world of comics. All right, I know all this sounds ambitious. I'm trying to do a lot here, um, which is why I got to do a little bit every day. Um, and so, thank you for joining me on the journey. This is the Paulist Podcast. I'm Two Ply at Two Ply on Twitter, and um, Let's read on.